Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Bob, you know, it's interesting what a just very popular common greeting says about a, an entire culture. I was just thinking, in, uh, in the East, Asia, uh, you greet someone by saying, put your hands together and say, Namaste, which means the eternal spirit in me recognizes that eternal spirit in you, and, uh, you know, we are, we are as one. In this country, you meet somebody, generally one of the greetings is, Yo, mother... Well, you you know the, you, you know the rest of the <laughs> yes. the, the phrase. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but, it, but it's it's said with love and uh, well, I, I'm not sure what it's said with, but but it's, <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting. It says something about the culture, uh, whatever it is. Interesting story here, I think. Uh, somebody, uh, one of the people on the radio station, and for, uh, forgive me, I, I don't recall exactly who, had talked about this bill that I understand is in the legislature to declare Bruce Springsteen's birthday a state holiday, mm. which means, I guess, that's another one for state workers, <laughs> oh, yeah. along with the salamander migration in South <laughs> Jersey. So, But anyway, the uh, what struck me was that he had asked people listening to uh, come up with other potential holidays in New Jersey. Okay. And there are some very good ones. Of course, naturally, you get Frank Sinatra and some other famous people who are from New Jersey. But I love Survivor's Day. Oh, tell me more. We proposed Survivor's Day. This was for people, and this would especially, uh, I think, be for older people, but not necessarily, who've hunkered down and stayed in New Jersey in spite of the state's relentless efforts to drive us out. <laughs> <laughs> so... Maybe we'll declare today. What is this, the 13th? Of February. Yeah. No, it has to be a Monday because the state workers won't get off. Right. Until... <laughs> yeah, you got to make it a 3 you got to watch that. Whatever, uh, so. Huh. so some of the interesting things going on. You brought up something that we talked about a few weeks ago. Maybe this is an update on it. And I think this is, this is related to a Jersey story. Uh, so we'll start with this. This was in, I believe, Connecticut. There was a girls' school. I mean, not a girls' school, a school. And the girls' track team... I believe, is now suing the school or the state right. because, well, you, you because, tell Because um, the girls' track team uh, had some new members join, and they, uh, the, the members were transgender. So uh, they were originally male, but they identify as female. And these uh, individuals uh, wound up uh, dominating all of the meets and, uh, at, a, at, a, at a visiting school. And they were allowed to participate in the girls' division, and they were winning by by large yeah. margins, and these girls were very upset, denying them a chance to get scholarships and scholarships. And, and, but you know, you said uh, they, they were transgendered. The first story was that they were not; that these were simply males who had suddenly declared themselves to be females and went over and joined the track team. There was no uh, what surgical uh, right, support changes, for yes, a change. Right. Now, how that's related? Now, that's in Connecticut, and I think you're going to see probably more and more of that sort of a thing. But I saw this story, Motor Vehicle Commission now, and Dan Alexander, our producer here and a crack news reporter. Dan, stop me if I'm wrong, but as I understand the story, the Motor Vehicle Commission will allow uh, changing gender on your auto, I guess it's registration, on demand. And it doesn't say that you have to have any, uh, again, what, support. Physical changes. And any physical changes. You can simply go up and 
on demand on your statement you declare that you're another and that that has passed in that is um, it is actually in effect now i'm just trying to pull the story I, no i think it's current wow yep it's yeah. in effect now yeah now i think i heard that is there a fee involved in that for the uh, processing fee I think there's all like, shall be answered and just I don't know I that. think it's like 11 bucks or well, something. Well, there probably will be protesting that that that's discriminatory. But uh, but, but the and, fact that you just go up and, and declare yeah. it. And can you do it more than once? I, I, I'm not, <laughs> <Can you? laughs> like if you feel like a woman this week or if you want to identify as a man next week, can you can you mm -hmm. change it more than once? I don't know. You see now maybe maybe young people understand all of this. <laughs> If you're a student in one of our groves of higher learning. And then somewhere down the line, I thought I heard that um, the X um, option is going to be available where you don't identify as either male or female. You can just uh, choose X. I don't think that's in effect yet, but I think that's uh, coming along. I wonder why, other than some... Uh what uh, politically correct? Uh, yes, Dan. You so uh, our Sergio Bichal wrote the story uh, yesterday, and what this, uh, what, what uh, according to Sergio's story, changing the gender is now as easy as filling out the gender change declaration, which can be downloaded on the Motor Vehicle Commission's website, and paying the eleven dollar fee to obtain a duplicate license. The gender declaration form has just a male or female option, but later this year, the NBC will allow non-binary people to display their gender as X on their license and identification cards. But do you, do you have to have any supporting documentation that nope. you are legally, legitimately... Uh, and are you transgender or, or it's, just it's, well, anybody according walk to this, according in. to Sergio's story the rule change follows the 2018 enactment of the Babs Sipperstein law which also allows people to change genders on their birth certificate you can just essentially by your you, own statement you could do it without a doctor's note and you without, can, without any and you can uh, change that uh, designation at any time or uh, Sergio's story doesn't address that specifically mm -hmm. but well. it doesn't state that you can only do it once okay <laughs> you know that brings up an interesting question uh the presidential candidate now, Democratic Party candidate, who's doing very well, the mayor of uh, Mayor Pete in South Bend. Put it, Jan. Now, Put it, Jan. perhaps I'm wrong, and please stop me if I do. But my understanding is that he is married. Yes. To a man. Mm -hmm. Yes. Correct. Okay. Now, if he is elected president, we are used to having first ladies. I mean, does his husband become the first man? First husband. Yep. Is that? I mean, that's that's been brought up. Yeah, I, I, man, yeah, yeah. okay. I, 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 and he's been uh, he's been on the campaign trail, and he's so he's going to be the first husband. First husband, yes, or first uh, first man, yes. Uh, well, you know, you know what's happening here. Uh, again, I think you've got somebody once said, uh, a wise person, that the hardest time to live is a time when there are great changes going on, and I think this is quite true because what you have. And you go back to what has been called the greatest generation. Right. And uh, even into the boomers, there were very set rules uh, and very you know, moral uh, obligations and, uh, and values of things that you do and can be done and things that can't. Well, all of a sudden, very quickly, in almost a generation, this has been turned totally upside down. And so for people whose brain... <laughs> has been programmed by the earlier values has a very hard time because it's very difficult as anybody who's ever tried to change anything you know habits or anything it's very difficult to change the neural wiring of your brain mm -hmm. it takes a while 
But on the other hand, you get uh, kids now, young people who are born into this, this sort of thing would be very normal. They would never ask a question about it or express any curiosity as we do because their brains are being wired now to accept practically anything, and uh, which is sort of an anomic uh, culture or society where, you know, just do it, uh, what you want. So this makes it very, very difficult, but of course the older people will eventually pass away. And so the what we're talking about and we're scratching our head over will be, I think, the wave of the future, without a doubt. Well, the story I talked about last week, that the uh, uh, a, a court at some level or a judge, appeals court, had allowed a convicted pedophile in jail for child molestation, had, could, he, they had permitted him to appeal his sentence on the grounds that pedophiles are a persecuted minority. Now, we would say, well, thank God they're persecuted. Yeah. However, soon, <laughs> he, if he sticks out long enough, if he hangs in, he probably will get that. So th this, this is what's going on, sort of a sea change, and it's very, very difficult. So uh, please be patient with us. Uh, who somehow become quite bemused by all oh, the University of Indiana, for example. And you'd think Indiana's in the Bible Belt. I don't know, but the University of Indiana has started now a workshop, a, an S&M, sadomasochism workshop hmm. for students. And any student or all students who want to attend, and of course workshops have demonstrations and you know participation things. Different levels of... Uh of uh, curriculum, yeah. intro, intro to S&M, and then immediate and advanced, uh, advanced Probably. Uh, then they say that uh, the reason they're doing this is to introduce the students to the uh, activities that are in, what, pleasure, increasing perhaps over what you normally know. And what pleasures you can get on a college campus already, you'd think would be enough for anybody. <laughs> as, I, as I recall, back in the old days. Well, all right, so that's so much for that. But Mayor Pete, I mean, he is a very, very appealing candidate. He I mean, must be. Whether, whether you um, agree with his politics and his platform, he's a young 37-year-old, and you know, he brings a lot to the table as far as youth and uh, a new face for the party, if that's the direction they're going in. Well, you know, no matter how you know, conservative you might consider yourself, I, I think it's very hard to disagree that this whole system needs a shaking up and a good one. Mm -hmm. It's like it's gotten so far out of any acceptable line that uh, you want to find a reset button to start mm -hmm. over with it. And perhaps this might be the way to shake it up. I don't know. I Sometimes I'm tempted to say, okay, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Right. Simply to sit back and watch the chaos. <laughs> it'll, it'll be very entertaining and see how the media gets out of this one. But, uh, you know, just to, I don't want to get too cra involved in the, uh, the national scene, but it's uh, it was pretty uh, eye-opening on the way the New Hampshire primary went and how mm -hmm. uh, things shook out with oh, the, yeah. uh, the first, second, and third place. I mean, Joe Biden, fifth place, and he bailed out before the primary was even finished on Tuesday. He was already out of state. He said, bye-bye. Well, Elizabeth Warren got yeah, dumped in that. Yeah, that was She sulked back to the teepee and, and considering, sit there. And considering that uh, that's her home turf, yeah, Massachusetts, yeah. New Hampshire, you know, that was a very disappointing so finish. And, you know, Amy Klobuchar, she came in third. Mm -hmm. I think between the two women on the... Uh, Who was the Hawaiian lady? 
That was uh, she Tulsi still, Gabbard. I yeah, was she still in? Uh, she didn't qualify or she's ah, suspended. I liked her. Uh, but uh, between uh, um, Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren, I, I just think Amy is a lot more appealing, seems more electable, seems nicer. Mm-hmm. And whether you agree with her politics or not, she seems like she'd have more appeal to the voter, and therefore she came in third place. Well, She's it, not angry. Essentially, it's a popularity contest anyway. So, you know, a person who gets up there somehow with the, with the personality that, as you said, the, uh, the mayor candidate. Oh, yeah, and Bloomberg, did you see that? He's, um, he's third overall. Uh, the poll came out this week. He's, mm-hmm. he's coming in third with 15%. Well, I, if I had to guess right now, and this is purely a guess, I would say that uh, Michael Bloomberg will be the Democratic Party candidate unless somebody else comes in. Two reasons. Uh, one is that the Democratic Party, I think, is scared to death of these people who are way out on the left too far, and they can't imagine an American uh, voting public Democrats, uh, yeah, uh, supporting uh, the, the socialists or those who are that far out. The other hand, he has a lot of money. And we do know during the 2016 election campaign, the Democratic Party was running out of money during the campaign, the, the Clinton campaign. They were financed by the Clinton Foundation. So, in effect, Mrs. Clinton had paid for the campaign yeah. through that so-called, or, you know, quote, foundation. And so Bloomberg, being an enormously rich man, I think the party, uh, you know, can see in their eyes like the slot machines, you know, dollar signs rolling down. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that would, practically speaking, what the old Germans call real politic, yeah. you know, the nitty gritty of it, it's all going to be about money. So uh, I uh, just jumping around here, some of the things going on. Uh, you got anything that, that well, the, really uh, the, really got you this well, week? Well, the big story that, that just came out this morning is the uh, Tom's River teacher who is being criticized for his lesson um, during Black History Month. Oh, that he, I didn't know. Uh, well. From what I know, and Dan can kick in with this too. Um, this uh, teacher is being criticized on uh, on social media by one of his students for uh, demonstrating uh, in 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 history class or whatever. It's a middle school, I believe, in Tom's River, Dan. Yep, Tom's River East Intermediate. Uh, intermediate school that uh, the teacher was uh, teaching a lesson on how to pick cotton <laughs> and uh, demonstrating. <laughs> With uh, whipping sounds. Well, there was also part the other part of the lesson, which, by the way, uh, was completely voluntary uh, for students to participate in. Uh-huh. Um, the t- the teacher also had students lay on the ground as if they were on the hold of a slave ship. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of the lesson too. Uh-huh. Right. And apparently, from the what happened was that well, Bob, we, what, you can continue. I don't want to. Yeah, no, who, no, who, no, who complained about? So what it? happened was that the lesson was done last Friday in class, mm-hmm. and someone, someone's mother, post or a student posted about it on Instagram, on social media, and the school found out about it. But of course, the uh, the well, it leaked out to the media as well that this had happened. Um, the print, the uh, we reached out to the uh, to the teacher who happens to also be the mayor of Pine Beach. Mm-hmm. And he uh, st- said that he that it was basically to show how terrible slavery was. Well, yeah, obviously. And there was no he yeah. didn't, no racial. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't, well, he didn't uh, but but what that. what was the objection to that? I I think it's a good idea. To tell you the truth, because it's it's just it's looking what? at just looking at what was going on there. What you're recreating well, could be. You know, is it, it, well, look, what was the movie? There's a huge movie. Out. Roots. Hmm? I think you may be thinking of Roots. No, no, well, Roots, but also there was a movie about the ship. Oh, what was I, that called? Gosh, recently. I mean, you know, the last couple of years. I, I don't know. That, that demonstrated you know, or illustrated you know, this, this 
terrible process. Uh, but but I'm just wondering who. No, but why I, is it a controversy? No, I, but I think the issue it is should be mandatory. I think the issue is it's not so much what the te how the teacher did it was that he the the teacher is being convicted and tried on social media but without for what. For, for, what, for what's his, the charge for, of his, for his teaching habits? He's being convicted and tried what, on social I, media without being insensitive. Yeah, I think it'd be a compulsory course. But, well, uh, apparently now what happened is after this after the initial stories came out, uh -huh. um, uh, the, I, we reached out to the teacher. He referred us. He referred me to a story in Tom's River Patch, which several students were interviewed, and base and, and parents basically. Uh, he's taught this lesson for a number of years. He's an 18-year veteran of the Tom's River School District. Mm -hmm. He um, has taught this lesson in the past, and a lot of parents came to his defense and said, "Yeah, I remember that class." Yes. and it was very. They they. I don't want to say they enjoyed mm -hmm. it, but they got a lot out of the class, and, it, and no one complained for as many years as he's been doing it until now. So, um, right. But he's been doing this lesson for for quite a few years, and the school, the school's uh, spokesman even said in his response to us was that the the. Um, a lot of the teachers are more hands-on with their lessons these days. They're doing more <laughs> interactive type of, of lessons. But, so, but at this point, the, the the bad press is out there, and we haven't really determined if it was right or wrong, or if the school and we've had this situation before on other topics. Well, and, where and, and, you're getting you're getting the opinion out there on social media before you really get all of the facts and. Well, uh, yes, you're correct. But in, in, in Tom's River School District's defense, they've really not, like, said their statement w was not, uh, they said they're investigating, but they didn't, you know, he wasn't fired, well, he wasn't suspended, he wasn't, well, wasn't anything. Th this, this completely bewilders me. I see nothing. I think that should be a mandatory course. Why not? I mean, the child is not being abused. The child is somehow getting a notion of what actually went on in this right. world and a lot of the and if the if the teacher is not preaching some political what uh, point or doctrine right. as part of that and we have no indication that that it did happen I, I can't imagine uh, any, why anybody would have a problem with that I, so I, anyway okay so we'll leave it at that so I can't imagine <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just it's just happening the last couple of well days, I mean so you could you could make a point I mean there th th terrible things happen in the world and and, and they they sort of go under the the kids radar or people's and uh, it's all oh, that can't happen again sure all of these things can happen again and, and and you know things equally bad can happen in this world so why not give people some idea of the uh, the horror of these things right. without you're not you're not hurting the kid you're not damaging them you're not actually making the kid pick cotton so uh, I, you know you expand on that idea and it just popped into my head I mean it's a Holocaust is a very fertile ground for a demonstration or something like that I leave that up to imagination if somebody wants to think of it and I'm sure there'll be people who object to that and all it takes is one person nowadays mm -hmm. like at Christmas one sore head, and and the game is up. Right. Well, now, to Bob's point, you know, you you basically the person gets tried in the in social media, mm -hmm. and everyone makes has already made their determination without looking at all the facts of the case. And then you hear that he's the mayor of such and such town, and you know well, he's got this stigma that follows him forever, well, good or bad. It's just not God. That's not you know, fair. See, things are even worse than I think. Somebody who does something very positive and good. Uh, 
<laughs> steps outside the the matrix of political correctness. Yeah. I guess it's why I I don't know where this comes from. I had something I wanted to mention. And this is nothing to do with that. It's sort of a heads up from an experience that uh, a person I know had. Uh, and I guess the lesson is when you get auto insurance, as simple as it is and everybody has to have it, did you ever read the small print in your policy? No, I'm too busy. Anybody right here now. ever read the policy, the whole policy through? No. no. Because you say, okay, here it is. I pay money. In return, if I have a problem, an accident, they cover it. This is what insurance is. Insurance is supposed to be a risk business. However, this is uh, I'm, I'm urging now, this is my whole point, be very careful, read the small print, and in some cases it might be worth having a lawyer go over it. Because there are some things that you think, okay, wow, I'm safe. I just put out a couple of grand for insurance. I had this problem, right. and uh, it's not necessarily so. There are a lot of outs. <laughs> and in this particular case, uh, the out was that a vehicle that had been very severely you know, damaged, part of it, by hitting uh, what a monster pothole, Right. And you assume that the structural damage is going to be covered by insurance. Not so. The ruling of the insurance company, after big deliberations, was they cannot cover that because they said that it is was a it, it was a, uh, a a a flaw in the design, and it was the factory's fault. Really. And even though you own the vehicle, the warranty is run out. And they said uh, the exact words that were the it was a pre-existing condition. Is, is, coming from the factory. Do you know if this is standard uh, uh, in, in the, uh, the person who delivered the news said that this is pretty well standard in policy. Now, this, this was not a cheapo insurance thing. This is one of the major companies, and it was I think it was about 1300 bucks for, for the insurance. And this person said uh, this was an accident waiting to happen, and apparently it had been waiting to happen since the manufacturer. But uh, therefore, and they mentioned the clause. I, I'm not. I didn't question whether they were right or not. But the. Uh, so this is. So this is if you hit a pothole, and you and you do damage to your car. Oh it's, no, it's not universal. Oh, no, In, no, this is a particular case. Okay. No, 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 no. It is the fact that they declared that the cars, or the the vehicle's reaction. To the pothole. Was a pre-existing was a could, pre-existing condition because it was a faulty manufacturer and should have been able to stand that had it not been faulty manufactured. Okay, now that's that's about it, and I just wanted to, to warn people. Wow. That and I think you certainly so that, deserve that to cover, know that would cover damaged rims and blown out. Tires I, I don't and, know. See, wow. I don't know. I'm I'm limiting this to okay. one particular okay. case. Gotcha. As far as um, pothole damage is concerned, there is a law. There was in New Jersey. That if the town or the, the, the jurisdiction, political, your county, town, state, whoever has charge of the road uh, is responsible if they have been warned. In other words, if people have yes. reported this pothole and you get damage from it, they are liable. See, that's a little bit difficult. I understand what you're saying. That's a little bit difficult to really, um, to, to really verify because... You know, unless they're keeping great records of who calls and, and notifies, or unless you hit the same pothole twice and you damage your car after you've already notified them, it's very difficult to really take pictures with the yeah. date stamped on the thing. Right. And if I know the state that, gets involved in that, they yeah. have that 1-800 pothole number. Mm -hmm. Now, if they if they could they could sit there and claim, well, no, we weren't notified, even though a thousand people may have done it. Right. 
but that is that is still the law. In, it could in, take in several Jersey. months for you to get reimbursed for your uh, repairs if that you know if you are successful though. Speaking it's, of it's that, you're talking about about reimbursement, the the income tax. I mean, I filed you know the first week in February. Generally, I've gotten a state refund when I get a refund. I've gotten that very quickly. Mm-hmm. However, people still tell me they're waiting into into August, you know, approaching Halloween. They haven't gotten before it, they so get their money back. Before they get their money, have you had an experience with that? Uh, mine mine comes back uh, pretty quickly within mm-hmm. like three or four weeks. Let us hope. Right, <laughs> but the problem is, are the um, is the IRS and the tax people reviewing this? Is it really um, approved, or mm-hmm. are you subject to an audit somewhere down the line? I mean, they, no, no. They'll, they'll issue refunds, but then you could be liable later on. So you may want to hang on to your refund and not spend it and commit it <laughs> on something, and then they come back on. Oh, most not of so us, fast. most of us need that money so desperately, Never, we're not going to worry about Never it. Never mind yeah. uh, that two thousand dollars we gave you. We want it back. Well. They're going to get it back somehow or other. <laughs> yeah, but so, like you said, uh, after, you've, after oh. you've already spent it, it's very difficult to cobble it back together and I, give it back to the government. I got a kick out of the story. They have a law now that exempts uh, kids from uh, having to pay a fee to sell lemonade in a stand. Oh yeah, that uh, did that get uh, tossed out or is that still? I don't know. No, I, th- I think that's. I think that became a law, if I'm not mistaken, Dad. That, and I, there's a term for it. I had it written down. I don't have it in front of me right now. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> the uh, the uh, what am I, license license fees. They don't have to pay a license fee if you're a kid, and you're simply out there, you know, doing something to raise a few bucks. They say that is encouraging the spirit of entrepreneurialism. Well, you see, the state's thing here is we'll give the kid a free reign. Now, this some of these kids are going to grow up and make a lot of money. We're going to get that back. Right. And fees when they start a legitimate. <laughs> yes. So, so we're setting them up. We're training. They'll be charging ten dollars yeah. for a glass of uh, wine. Let's, let's see what's on the mind of people who might be watching this. Uh, Mary uh, Rosemary Ann says, I guess she was talking about uh, the college education and you know, some of some of the wacky well, we, things. We, that, uh, remember, we were talking before about the pension story. Yeah. So we put a little riddle. I put a riddle up on the Facebook uh-huh. page. What are you on the hook for for fourteen thousand dollars? Oh, you did that. Yeah. Oh, well, so that, Rosemary that's, that's, her, that's her guess. You, huh? That's her guess to the writ to how I, oh, I phrase it as oh, a riddle. Oh, I, okay. I misread it. What are you on the hook for? Fourteen thousand dollars. Okay, I'm sorry. Hmm. I was going to get around to that. We we got sidetracked here. This is a story David Mathow had did, one of our today, great reporters, morning, yeah. and I'll, I'll take this uh, from the top. A report finds the Garden State is facing a major financial catastrophe scenario but is doing absolutely nothing to solve the problem. Now, this has been going on for years. The American Legislative Exchange Council report examines unfunded liabilities in every state and concludes New Jersey has a major unfunded liability crisis. Now, we've had that for many years, but of course it's getting worse and it becomes compounded as new uh, candidates, new people in the political scene give away uh, entitlements and the pension are, are, can keeps in return getting, in return for for money kicked down the road return for getting reelected can, yeah. and they just kick it down the road uh, according to the chief economist here the numbers are scary you uh, here here you go rosemary the new jersey taxpayers are on the hook for 130 billion in unfunded liabilities 
And that doesn't include all the pension liabilities, which is about as huge. This amounts, and here's the answer to your question, this amounts to $14,000 for every person in the state. Whether you're in the pension system or not. Oh, no. Every, anybody. <laughs> every man, woman, strapping youth, nubile daughter, wow. suckling babe is on the hook right now, $14,000, which at some point the state is going to have to raise or people are not going to get these entitlements they've been promised. Uh, the nations, and, and we're not the only one, we're, we're the head, we're the worst of the states. The nation's unfunded post-employment benefit liability is about a trillion dollars. These are promises that have been made that have not been financed and leave states with a whole lot of questions of where to go when it comes to paying for these. Now. The expectation of the state, I'm sure, is, oh, we'll just let it go. We'll keep on giving out and increasing the, 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 uh, the entitlements, and we'll get the votes as a result of that. We'll be able to keep our jobs. Surely the federal government will bail us out. Well, there is a federal law that states cannot declare bankruptcy. You're pretty much on your own. There is a precedent. The government did bail out either Michigan or Illinois. I don't remember which. Dan, do you remember which state? I want to say Michigan. I think it was Michigan. They did bail them out, but I don't think what the the bailout was anywhere near this large. No, they sure got to the point. Shape, it right. was it was Michigan because, like Detroit, for example, they could not pay the pensioners and and carry on the welfare type programs. And I'm looking at the percentage here. If the nation's liability uh -huh. for uh, post-employment benefit is one trillion, New Jersey's is 130 billion. So is that more than? Just ten percent of the of the national debt for pensions comes from right here in the Garden State. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Texas uh, uh, crazy. Is, that, is there a re no, just continuing that? Is there a real way to solve the problem? Well, this uh, this group says that New Jersey has to start to pay down the liability debt. They have to do it now. Hmm. How often have we heard that? That goes back at least to the Florio administration. Right. 25 And they never did it. Now. They just kept kicking it down the road. Every now and again. Now, you're talking about $130 billion. So they make a big thing of this. In my budget, we are going to allocate uh, $6 million or something. You know, a small fraction of that. And then we're all supposed to say, whoa, It's like paying off your credit zone. card and just paying off the interest. Assuming with that huge, you had a huge... With your huge uh, monthly balance. ...cap on your, your, your borrowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He pointed out that what could wind up happening is, quote, an effort by some to ask for a bailout from federal taxpayers, uh, which is not a legitimate solution. And the final line is, it is a fairly groom area of public policy. Everybody has a stake in this to solve it. Yeah, I'm sorry to the, the caller. I was confusing that with the $14,000 with the $40,000 it cost a kid or a family to send a kid to the University of Indiana for a year right. to learn how to use whips and chains and stuff, which you'd think you could learn that online. Well, and, and, unless some, somebody on the faculty may have invested heavily in a whip manufacturer. <laughs> uh, you know, money, money. Let's see, what else? I think we're coming close to the end. One thing I, I did want to point out. Uh, just, uh, just to let you know, we were talking about the, the uh, lemonade stand bill? Yes. Uh, it's, it's Assembly Bill A853. It was voted out of committee in January, and it's now awaiting a uh, full full vote. Which, which is that? Uh, the, the, the lemonade bill. The lemonade bill. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, basically, it was it's what Bob had said. Well, I'm it sure. Allow lemonade stands run by anyone under 18 to operate without license or permits. Yeah, and you figure you make some money, we'll get you later. Yeah. Uh, the the IRS will come down on you. <laughs> right, just a couple of things here. Uh, you uh, everybody mostly recycles, right? I mean, you live in a community that requires recycling. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, how about this story this morning? Have you ever wondered where this goes? After officials in Baltimore County, Maryland admitted the county has not actually recycled any glass in the past seven years, despite requiring, legally, residents to place discarded bottles and jars in recycling bins the entire time. Hmm. Believable, but sad to hear that. I'm going to do one more here, and I don't know if this applies to anybody here. I'm looking around. I don't think anybody would would be this. Uh, A study in the International Journal of Psychology says that drivers of luxury German sports cars are more likely to be, quote, self-centered men who are argumentative, stubborn, disagreeable, and unempathetic. I don't see anybody here who'd qualify no. for that. No. 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 We're, no. we're all American drivers. We're all American drivers. American I, drivers. I, yeah, so see what I drove in this morning. <laughs> I find myself somewhat Because uh, you knew you were going to do that story. Unempathetic. <laughs> I I had to pick one of my. I guess it's any, it's all of them, you know, any of them. Just, but I would lo- I would love to see commercial uh, recycling done. I mean, I mean. Well, the problem is there is no there is a declining market for the recycled product, right. and so you can find out this very easily. A lot of documentaries out there about this, how they're just dumping this stuff, presumably on very small islands in the Pacific and places where the people really did not have the power to fight back. Yeah. And some of these absolutely gorgeous beaches and areas and little islands, you get these pictures are, are, are sickening. Plastic yeah. water bottle reefs. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a shame. And, and so this is, uh, and also the, the Chinese were the biggest purchasers. And in New Jersey, they're putting out pleas, and you may have gotten these too from your local recycling uh, you know, organization, uh, pleading with you to stop putting things that are not approved. What, is, what they want are things that the Chinese will buy. And the Chinese are not buying a lot of things that do not qualify, dirty diapers and stuff you know, that people throw into these big recycling bins. So uh, there, there is a problem with it, and they apparently are buying less and less. Mm. Maybe as their people become more and more able to buy stuff that causes their own pollution, not ours. Listen, Jim Gerhardt, Bob Williams, and uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Have yourself a, a great week. Oh, okay, this, this again we have declared as Survivor's Day. Right. For people who just hunker down and are not leaving New Jersey no matter what the state does. Hang in there, folks. Hang in there. Hang in there. Yeah. Wait, wait till the revolution. Thanks.